You are listening to the Vadi Longmuir podcast, episode number 66. Welcome to the Vadi Longmuir podcast. And as you may have guessed, I'm your host, Vadi. This show is for ambitious parents who need help to edit and organize their business and life so they can have less chaos and stress and more calm and fun. If you're ready to leave overwhelm and exhaustion behind and start taking control of your life as a business owner and a parent, you're in exactly the right place. Hey, before we dive into this week's episode, let me ask you a question. How would it feel to be able to produce two weeks worth of work in just five hours? Wild idea, right? If you join me in my free weekly live class, I'll show you exactly how. I'm teaching my five simple steps to exceptional stress-free productivity. It's a live online class that I hold every single week where I walk you through the exact process I teach my private coaching clients. If you're ready to go from stressed out workhorse to exceptional productivity unicorn, head on over to varylongmuir.com slash class and save your seat. The class also has a live Q&A session, so if you've ever wanted to pick my brain or ask me a question, this is your chance. To save your seat, go to varylongmuir.com slash class and I'll see you in class. Hey guys, it's Vary here. Welcome to this week's podcast. I hope you have had a fantastic week and you've got a beautiful weekend ahead planned. We are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here in Melbourne (laughs) with this never-ending lockdown. Um, Things are hopefully going to be opening up in the next few weeks and all our kids will get back to school. I can hear the collective cheer of every parent in Victoria. And yeah, hopefully we can get back to some sort of new normal, whatever that may be in the coming weeks. I know I am ready to get out there in the world again. Um, I'm very much enjoy my own company. I'm happy to spend a lot of time on my own. I work from home. I work out from home. I spend a lot of time at home, even when we're not in lockdown. But I'm definitely ready to get back out in the world and be with the people. So yeah bring it on. A couple of weeks time we will be out there. (laughs) This is the second week of the school holidays so even though our kids are not at school at the moment it is a nice reprieve for all the parents to not have the responsibility of homeschooling our children. (laughs) And over school holidays um, I always have a week with my boys and then a week when they are with their dad. So I have a week by myself. So last week was my week to be number one parent. And there wasn't a whole lot of work happening. I had my regular client calls. Um, but other than that, we just hung out. We played, we rode our bikes, we played cricket, we played basketball, we did all the sports. <laughs> and then this week uh, is more of a work week for me. That being said, I am very generous with my time off. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I'm all about creating that structure and having very defined work times and then very defined off 
times. So for this week that I am home alone, just me and the dog, I have set myself a schedule where I work between 10 and 4 from Monday to Thursday. And that really is my work week. So what's been really beautiful about having a week with the boys and then having a week where it's just me and I get to focus on work and have some time to myself is that they have very different energies each of these weeks, but they have very much a rhythm to them, right? Um, as much as they are very different, I'm doing different things on week one versus week two, there is this really nice nice rhythm to it. Now, in the past, I was typically not very good at giving myself permission to have time off. So in a week like this week where I didn't have the boys, I would work pretty much around the clock for the full seven days. Now, I did that for a few different reasons. One was I didn't really know what to do when I didn't have my children around, right? I was used to being the primary caregiver for them and them always being around and at home. And so it was really difficult for me to know what to do in that downtime. I have in the last few years gotten very good at that (laughs) and I'm very good at giving myself that time off. But I see it with clients time and time again where there's this guilt that comes along with giving ourselves time off. Now, I see it with clients who are employees um, who feel very guilty about taking time for themselves, perhaps at the weekends or in the evenings when they feel like they, quote unquote, should be spending time with the family. And I particularly see it with my clients who have their own business. They almost never schedule time off for themselves unless they have an event that they're going to or they're traveling for a work reason they typically are not very good at blocking out time on their schedules and in their calendars to do nothing or with the intention to relax and to rejuvenate and that's really what I want to talk about in this week's episode here's the thing we are not meant to run at high speeds continuously for long periods of time. Science tells us that we are at our best when we can move rhythmically between spending and renewing energy. And I think this is really key and so few people do it. We're in this go, go, go all the time or we're on the other end of the scale where we find it really hard to get started, right? Just to initiate those things that we want to do. So it's kind of that all or nothing mentality. It's either if I don't have enough time to get it all done, I'm not going to start or it's this endless to-do list where we never, ever, ever give ourselves time off, right? That time to really renew our energy and to take care of ourselves, you know, both mentally and physically and give ourselves that downtime. You know, we're in this constant activation mode and really our bodies cannot sustain that type of energy expenditure over a long period of time. And that's what leads to the inevitable burnout where we fall in a heap and we give up completely. This is how I like to frame it to my clients. If we take a day, right, we have 24 hours in a day. And I like to look at that as being 24 units of energy right? We have 24 units of energy that we get to spend each and every day. 
right? Now, in an ideal world, we will use eight of those units for work. We will use eight of those units for sleep, and we will use eight of those units for play, right? Now, that doesn't mean to say that we're doing that every single day. We have these exact eight, eight, eight increments every single day, right? We want to look at it if we average that out over perhaps a week, or even if we stretch that out to a month, like, are we getting that balance between those three areas? Are we spending the same amount of energy in work as in sleep as in play, right? So we have these three areas and we want to make sure that our energy and our time is balanced across all three of them. So a really great way to do this is if you look at your calendar or your schedule or your day planner, however you choose to organize your time and your weeks, get three different highlighters and highlight the tasks that are work-related in one color, highlight your sleep hours in another color, and then highlight your play hours in another color. And it'll give you this really instant visual snapshot of if you have that balance across those three areas, or if perhaps you know work is prominent and you're not getting enough sleep, or perhaps there's very little play in there where you're actually getting to enjoy your time with your family or your friends, or to exercise, or to go for a walk, or do those you know things that often fall by the wayside when we either feel we don't have enough sleep, so we try to squeeze more sleep in, or we feel like we need to constantly be in active mode and we need to be working all the time and being productive. This is especially true for people who have their own business because there is no end to what we can do, right? There is always more things to be done. That to-do list will never end. So we really need to schedule in those times for play. We need to schedule in those times for sleep as well. I like to look at it over the space of a week and over the space of a month as well, because it's that kind of average over those longer periods of time, right? There may be particular days where, yes, we do more work and we have less play, but then it may get to the weekend and we have more play and we have less work, right? So we want to make sure that we average it out. Um, I've heard the the trainer Jillian Michaels talk about weight loss in this way, you know, when she talks about um, the the intake and the burning of calories. So, you know, to lose weight, we want to be burning more calories than we're consuming, right? And so she talks about it over the space of a week. You know, we don't have to have this exact balance every single day. There may be a day where we eat slightly more than we burn. And so we can make up for that in another day where we burn slightly more than we eat right? So we want to make sure that we average that out. And it's the same with how we're spending our time, right? We want to make sure that over the course of a week or over the course of the month, we have that balance between those three areas, those work, sleep, and play units of energy. We want to make sure there's some element of balance in there. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you'll know that I have a sports background. So I played volleyball and netball for Scotland when I was younger. And so sports has always been a really big part of my life, particularly when I was a teenager and in my early 20s. I Sport really played a massive part in my life and part of my daily, weekly, monthly routine. It was very much built around training and games and, you know, recovery. So I had this structure kind of locked in, um, which was really, really helpful. And 
you know, I think playing sports, especially team sports, there are so many great lessons to be learned. And it's actually one of the things that I love about my kids being involved in soccer and in basketball. And, you know, even at the level they are at, I don't have, you know, soccer mum aspirations for them to be, you know, (laughs) the next Australian captain necessarily, if that is not what they want to do. But I think being involved in any kind of team sports at a young age, there's so many lessons to be learned, right? You know, we get to, you know, be part of a team. We get to experience failure. We get to experience celebration. You know, we get to go through the hard training. We get to, you know, deal with the nerves of the games. I think there are just so many amazing lessons to be learned through sports. And when we look at this balance between, you know, spending and renewing energy, we can see that when it comes to sports, you know, we look at athletes and they are not moving at the same pace endlessly every single day and every single week and every single month, right? When we look at team sports, there is a defined season for that sport, right? And people who play that sport, they will have a pre-season where they train and get ready for the season. And then there's a post-season, right, where they get to recover and they get to go off on holidays with their family and things like that, right? So I want to look at it through this lens, right? So if we take the pre-season, right, the pre-season is the preparation, right? That's the first stage is the preparation. So that's where we're getting ready. We are making the plan. We're strategizing. We're getting focused. We're setting goals, right? If we can look at our lives through this lens of having a pre-season where we get to prepare, right? We get to make those plans, get some clarity, get focused so we know exactly what we need to do. Then once we go through that preparation phase, we then move into the season, right? Which is the performance stage, right? So we've done the preseason, the preparation. Now it's time for the actual season. That's where we perform, right? This is where in our lives we do the work, right? It's where we work towards those goals. It's where we get the wins. It's where we try things and we fail and then we make the tweaks and then we course correct and then we go again, right? When you think of your favorite sporting team, they don't lose one game and then say, we're out for the rest of the season, right? They are there and they are in it and they are going to have to play every single game to get to the end of that season, right? So they can fail and then they can get up and they can make some tweaks and then they can try again and they might fail again, but they're going to make some tweaks and they're going to try again, right? So there's this inevitability that you are going to get better through those failures, right? It's not to say that you might, in fact, fail at every single game, but you're going to have learned through the process and you're not going to fail out, right? You're going to learn something through the process. That's how we have to look at our lives. You know, when we're in that performance stage of our life, just because we fail once, we need to get back up and perform again and perform again and perform again, right? Until the season is over, Now, when the season is over, that's when we go into that third phase. That's when we go into the post-season, which is the play season, right? That's when we get to play. In that post-season, it's when we get to reflect. It's when we get to celebrate the wins. It's when we get to review what worked, what didn't work. We get to gather information for our next season, right? 
But we also get to relax. We get to spend time with our friends and family. We get to go to the beach. We maybe get to go on holiday. We get to spend time at home, right? We get that season to relax and to recover, to renew our energy. So we don't want to be playing just in that active performance season all the time. It's not a sustainable way for us to create the results that we want to create in our life. So here's how you can use these three stages, this prepare, perform, play strategy in your life, right? Now you can build this into your days or your weeks or perhaps your month or your quarter or in fact your whole entire year right? And that will depend very much on the goals that you've set yourself. Now with my clients, we work on a 90 day goal. So with my clients over that course of 90 days, we go through this prepare, perform, play cycle each and every 90 days, right? So we get to do that four times over the course of a year, right? But when you look at your days, like you can build in this prepare, perform, play strategy into your days, right? So for me, what that looks like is that prepare stage, right? That first stage, that pre-season is where I wake up at 5 a.m. typically when my alarm goes off and I will meditate for 20 minutes. I will write in my journal for 20 minutes and then I'll do a 20 minute workout first thing in the morning Um, and I'll have my coffee and then I'll walk the dog and that's my prepare stage, right? That's what I do every single morning. I'll reread some of my goals that I've written in my journal. I'll put some music on. That's me in that prepare stage, right? I'm making the plan. I'm getting focused, um, aligning my energy and getting ready for the day ahead, right? Then I move into that second stage, that perform stage. That's when I get to do the work, right? So for this past week, as I said, I've been working from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. typically, Monday to Thursday. And so that's when I perform, right? And I'm 100% in. That's when I do my client calls. That's when I hold my group coaching session. That is when I'm recording this podcast right now. It's when I send my newsletters. It's when I speak to my VA. It's when I do my accounting. All of the performance stuff happens inside that window, right? And then we move into that third stage, that play stage, right? For And for this week, that begins at 4 p.m. for me, right? So that for me looks like going out for a run, going to the beach, um, catching up with a friend on the phone or in person when we are allowed to do that. <laughs> it might be watching a movie. It might be, you know, cooking a meal for myself at home. Like I move into that rest and recovery phase at the end of the day, that play stage, right? So we can build these three stages into our days, but we can also build it into our week as well. So let me give you an example from my week. So this week, as I said, I'm working Monday to Thursday from 10 until 4 p.m. each day. So my prepare phase, my stage one, my preseason starts for me on a Sunday evening. So again, as you will know, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I plan my entire week on a Sunday evening. So I go through what I call the Sunday session and I prepare exactly what I need to do both in my business and personally for the entire week ahead. And I get it all scheduled on my calendar. So I know exactly what's happening at any hour of any day for that entire week, right? So for me, my prepare starts on a Sunday evening and then on a Monday I don't have any client calls so I am working on my business on a Monday so that's when I'm in planning mode that's when I'm doing writing that's when I'm preparing for my weekly class with my group coaching 
um, that's when I do that prepare phase, right? So from Sunday night and through till Monday, that's me and prepare. Then on Tuesday to Thursday are the days that I deliver my group coaching class. It's the days that I have all my private coaching sessions, right? So that's when I'm in that perform space, right? That's that middle stage of performing. That's my season is from Tuesday until Thursday at 4 p.m. Then from Thursday at 4 p.m. through until the Sunday night is when I move into that play phase, right? That post season. So on Fridays for me, typically I do very minimal work. I may answer a couple of emails. Um, I may do some writing if I feel inspired to do so, but I don't ever have any client calls on those days. So really it's a day for me to just play and play might look like brainstorming some ideas for some new projects for work, but there's no pressure on me to do that. So I can be offline completely. I don't have to check any email. It lets me be fully in that play mode. So that for me runs from the Friday through till the Sunday evening when I then begin in that prepare mode again of preparing for the week ahead. So have a look at your calendar. Are you able to build in these three phases, the prepare, perform, play into your day and into your week? It really does give you this beautiful opportunity to be spending energy and also renewing energy as well. So you'll be so much more effective when you're in that perform phase. When you're in that middle phase and you know that you have time coming up that you can relax, that you can rejuvenate, that you can recover, and you know after that you're going to have this space to be able to plan, it means that your performance space is so much more effective. Again, if we go back to looking at an example with sports, how great would your favorite sports team do if they did not have a preseason and they did not have a postseason, right? If they just played endless games every single weekend, 52 weeks of the year, they would be pretty boring to watch, right? And they'd be pretty ineffective, right? It would not be as exciting. It would not be as intense. They would not create the results that they create if they were endlessly spending their energy in this very monotonous way. Right? So we need to build in those seasons to our days. We need to build in those seasons to our weeks and our months and our year in order to have that opportunity to re-energize so we can have that fuel to go again. What I often see is people get stuck in the first zone or in the second zone, right? So there are people who are stuck in that preseason. They're stuck in that preparing mode, right? These are the people who are the over-educators, right? The people who you may know who have endless degrees in things, but never seem to have a career, right? <laughs> They're the people who listen to endless podcasts and read endless books and take endless courses, but they never actually get past goal, right? They never get to that action stage. And that is natural because when we move into that action stage, when we move into that second phase of performing that's when the potential failure comes along, right? If we are always in prepare mode, if we're always in pre-season, we are not risking anything, right? Because there's no eyeballs on us. There's nothing that we are risking. But as soon as we go into our active season, when we go into our performance season, that's when we risk potential failure and criticism and judgment and perhaps embarrassment if we set a goal and it doesn't go as well as we hoped, Right? So, so many people never get to that point, right? They never get past go. And that's when so many people will change the goal, 
right? And then they'll go back and be justified going back into that prepare phase again, right? So recognize, are you someone that gets stuck in that first stage of always preparing, but never actually moving through to that performance zone? Now, there are other people who go through the first zone of preparing, then they move into the performance zone, and that's where they get stuck. They get stuck in that second stage. These are the people who are always busy, who are always tired, who are always stressed out, who are always overwhelmed, who've never got enough time, right? They're the ones that are not renewing their energy. They're not moving into that third phase. They're not getting to that play stage where they get to really regenerate that energy, right? And recover and and give themselves that downtime. We really need to treat the performance stage as a season. We need to look at it as a defined season, right? Think about it. How much more focused would you be if you had a defined season of performance, right? How much more energy would you have to give to that season if you knew there was an end date? A great example of this is, say your trainer asked you to do some push-ups, right? Now, you would have a very different approach going in if you were told that you had to do 10 push-ups or if you were told that you had to do 100 push-ups, right? Now, it doesn't really matter if it's 10 or if it's 100, but the fact that you know what the expectation is means that you can adjust your energy going in, right? So if it's 10, we can get down and smash out 10 pretty easily, right? But if it's 100, we're going to have to pace ourselves through that, right? We might have to do 10 sets of 10 or 20 sets of five or whatever that may be, right? But the the point is that we know when that end of season is, right? We know where that marker is. We know where that line in the sand is that we have to get to. So when you have that defined season, you know how you have to regulate your energy and your productivity to get you to the end of that season. The fact is we are so much more effective in our performance when we give ourselves that third stage to go through, when we give ourselves that post-season play. As I was preparing for this podcast, I came across this really interesting statistic about a study that was done by Ernest and Young back in 2006. And they did this internal study of its employees and they found that for each additional 10 hours of annual leave that their employees took, their end of year performance ratings from their supervisors, which were on a scale of one to five, improved by 8%. And the people who frequently went on holiday and took leave and took vacations were significantly less likely to leave the firm right? It's fascinating. The more time that we give ourselves to regenerate, to have that play, the more effective we are and the more satisfied we are, right? We're not looking for that next new shiny object. We're much more satisfied with where we are and there's less of that frantic energy. The thing is, us human beings are not designed to expend our energy continuously, We are meant to do this shift, this flow, this pulse between spending and recovering our energy. So take a look at your schedule. How can you structure your days and your weeks to move through these three stages? Prepare, perform, and play. 
are there clear areas of your work and your sleep and your play? Is there a clearly defined season that's bookended with a pre and a post season? As we move into the last quarter of 2020, have a look to see how you can structure your calendar and your schedule to allow you to flow between these three zones. Believe me, your brain and your body will thank you for it. Now that said, it is 3.50 on Thursday afternoon, so I am logging off. I'm going to take the dog for a walk and then I'm hitting the beach with my book. That's all for this week, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, I would super appreciate if you could leave a quick review over on iTunes. It really does help other people find the podcast too. Also, if you are listening on your phone, take a quick screen grab of this episode and share it on your Insta story. And don't forget to tag me. I'm at Fatty Longmuir. Thanks as always for listening. Do the small things and I'll talk to you next week.